ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. Jeff, it's time. It's time. It's Vader time. I, I, usually I got I got like a craving. I don't know why for like some slider burgers or something. We're going to have to figure out what's going on here. But uh, yeah, just just a, just a weird one this week. Absolutely. White Castle. Man, yeah. You don't White have Castle you, right? of Fear Strap Match. They, they opened their first one in Vegas at some right. point in the last few years. And then the second one is just down the street from where I live. Okay. And... It, it maybe not anymore, but for the first few months, I mean, there were lines like wrapped around the block out down the street. It was insane. And from what I understand, it's not that good. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I, and uh, growing up, that was always like, you can't eat them when it's light outside. And like, it is very much a kind of a late night snack, but then also like, um, there's a reason they're called sliders is because they slide right through you. So, um, you know, that's part of it. So, yeah. I don't uh, think I've ever heard you say my wife before. Hey, look hey, at you yeah. growing up, growing up before oh, my, my very gosh. eyes. I know. Look at that. I, we will have been married God. for two years, whatever. It's fine. So God, when I, um, when I met you, when I met you, you were just such a, such a young man. I guess so was I because we're the same. I guess so was I because we're the same age. Um, yeah. yeah. We, we, <laughs> You're you're talking Um, to me like you got your AARP card coming in the mail. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. And the the story is, yeah. And the story is Jeff Jeff and I met outside of Starbucks for the first time, like 15, maybe not 15, but probably 13, 14 years ago. Yeah. Close to 15 years ago now in our, in our shoot work, but there you go. And and it, it took us, it took us a number of years to discover that we were both marks for the business. Oh boy, that's 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 it. interesting too. I don't I don't remember exactly what had happened, but like you know, I think we had known each other for a number of years before oh, a long time. Yeah, I don't know something if came up, and you know how it is. It's it's like, what are you doing like, this weekend? I'm watching Royal Rumble. Oh shit, me too. Like yeah, yeah, so. or like or it's some like pop culture reference of like Hulk Hogan, and like you know, normally people like pretend like oh yeah, I think that's like the wrestler or whatever. Oh, yeah, I used to something, watch that yeah. stuff or something, and then you kind of get to like oh yeah. Fucking watch it every week and <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so. all right. So I'll right. to cover this one, and I feel like, dude, I feel like you know, every every few months, like you'll see something on Twitter about like you know uh, Vader just beating the shit out of someone in Japan, and, yep. and and it's like the more the more Vader I see, the more I like appreciate. I, as a kid, I didn't appreciate just him pummeling people and just what an incredible athlete he was, and and so. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to covering this one. Any any reason in particular you picked it? Yeah, this was uh, one. Um, this is so the next couple of weeks we're we're in the build up to WrestleMania here for for us here at the payoff, and so um, I, I actually these matches were the last on a run. I, I was texting you. I had some downtime over the last couple of weeks, so I've added about 200 matches, just under. It was like 197. 
197 matches to our list. And so we're going to start seeing some different stuff here. I did like best of TNA, best of Monday Night Raw, best of Smash. So we're, we're going to start looking at some of that. But this was one that when I was kind of looking at the time frames and stuff, I was like, you know what? This I know you and I like this kind of period that the, the 90s really, you and I really like this, this sweet spot of wrestling. But also don't talk about Surfer Sting as much. Like everybody associates Sting with like the black and kind of what with that. But like Surfer Sting was where it started and you know, the blonde hair where like he's got right now. And so I just like this era too. Like you said, like, like Vader working stiff as hell and beating the shit out of guys. Like, and you kind of, qu- it's almost like a Brock type thing. Like you question, is he working or is he shooting? Like what's happening here? And so, um, yeah, just a lot of reasons to cover this one, you know, and, and kind of a, a weird stipulation, but uh, we'll talk about that too, as we get into it. Well, let's uh, let's jump right into the build. Oh, it's time for the build. So we are in Asheville, North Carolina for this one. So not not far from where Thing will wrestle his final match. Um, man, load this show's loaded with current and and future Hall of Famers for sure. Um, quite quite the card. Sixty five hundred inside the Asheville Civic Center. On February 21st, 1993, so 31 years ago. Pretty pretty wild. Um, we open up with the Hollywood Blondes defeating Eric Watts and Marcus Bagwell in 16 minutes. A long time for a match. What, what opener? Jeez. <laughs> then, then, then we get two cold Scorpio defeating Chris Benoit in 20 minutes. I got to tell you, I didn't realize Benoit was in WCW in 1993. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if he was like full time at that point or like just worked a match. Um, you know, I guess it's like in even Scorpio, like, I mean, because you know, he would have been in an ECW at some point. And maybe both of them were like bouncing around. And, you know, again, different era. You know, some guys didn't have full time contracts, it was just come in, work a match for a thousand bucks. Right. So that's, that's what it could have been right. in, in both their situations. Um, Davy Boy Smith's going to defeat Bill Irwin in five minutes. Cactus Jack's going to defeat Paul Orndorff in 12 minutes at a false count anywhere match. Um, man, it's just wild. Some of the stuff that, that Mick Foley was doing back then, because like nobody else was, I mean, this is even like kind of pre ECW Eastern championship wrestling. But I mean, you look at 1993 WWF and you weren't seeing anything. You weren't seeing any falls count anywhere matches. That's for sure. You're seeing a bunch, you're seeing a, you know, garbage man, uh, wrestling a clown with a uh, plumber interfering to, you know, cost the clown the match. Um, Rock and Roll Express is going to defeat the Heavenly Bodies uh, in 12 minutes. I, again, didn't even remember the Heavenly Bodies, uh, Pritchard and Stan Lane, being in WCW at all. So just kind of random, some of the people coming in during this. Dustin Rhodes is going to keep the U.S. championship in 11 minutes, defeating Max Payne by DQ. Barry Windham is going to defeat the Great Muda to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in 24 minutes. And then the main event's the reason we're here. Vader, Sting, White Castle of Fear strap match. How did we get to a White Castle of Fear strap match? 
Yeah, this one it's it's really weird. Like and and I put it on here like some of these matches like the Dustin Rhodes Max Payne match was he gave it a negative half star. But then like that the Rock and Roll Express like that one was four stars. The Cactus Jack match was four stars. This one we'll talk about it later, but it exceeded that. Like even that opening match was three. And so it, it was really kind of all over the board on this one. Like yeah, looking at this card you'd be like nowadays you're like damn look at all the names on that but at the time you're like it's kind of a weirdly structured card with who was doing what here so um yeah the biggest thing here of course the and we'll talk about the stipulation but the white castle of fear strap match there's actually kind of some double meaning here uh as we'll talk about um but this was the title was not on the line vader actually had the belt the, the wcw world heavyweight championship at this time but because the reason for that is because this was actually a non-sanctioned match and so kind of weird and i'll explain why that was the case too but kind of weird um but we'll start we'll, re we'll rewind a little bit here and so um vader a, a paired with harley race we'll see him throughout this match on this one um he received a shot at sting's world title it was actually april 12th 1992 so we're going back a uh, little just under a year at this point he was dq'd um it actually sting was injured pretty badly on that one from a vader bomb actually like shoot work or excuse me shoot hurt um and so he you know didn't work too much the report i said is he had a ruptured spleen and cracked ribs which talk about working stiff like geez and so so I ended up getting a rematch. It was July 12th, Great American Bash, which he won the title in that one. Um, he actually lost it to Ron Simmons, actually just like a couple weeks later, about a month later, because he hurt his knee. Um, he had Sting getting involved in that one as well, too. Um, he was out of action for a bit because of knee surgery. And then at Starcade, uh, Vader lost to Sting in the finals. It was the King of Cable tournament. But then two days later, he defeated... Uh, Ron Simmons, like this time, uh, who still had the belt um, to regain the title. And so that's how Sting kind of heading into this match had the, or excuse me, Vader had the title, but not being defended. Um, at the same time here, you had Sting. He beat Cactus Jack. It was the Fall Counts, False Count Anywhere match at Beach Blast. Um, it was actually then he had, of course, the fabled uh, Jake the Snake Roberts Coal Miners Glove match, as we all know, at Halloween Havoc um, with the, the, the new, uh, or I say a newcomer, Jake, Jake the Snake. Um and then he kind of had a little, you know, a little bit of back and forth. Just like these guys had a lot of matches. Like the feud continued like this whole time, or, like through '92 into '93, and we get this match. Now I'm gonna uh, how we got this match. Like that was the question you always asked me. And so, um, did you have the opportunity to watch the video that I sent you about this match? It's okay if not. I I did. I did. Okay. So this was uh, at the time there was a promo. I'm not even going to call it a promo. It was a mini movie is what it was being called at the time for why we got this match. And so um, it was kind of thrown down ahead of time. It dealt with both White Castle, the restaurant as being the sponsor, but then also Vader living in a, quote, White Castle, uh, but not a like white castle as we all know the building like the white kind of arches on the building or you know they looks like a castle like a white castle building does no he actually like they were using it as like not only like castle but like lair is the best way to put it and so um i'll talk about it a little bit more during the match because it's weird but this one pretty much vader invited uh sting to his quote white castle um 
And then it ended up being uh, during that Vader asked him to play a game. That was kind of the theme throughout. This was play a game. Um, and sting the, the, the mini movie ended with a uh, strat match being shown, kind of getting pulled, um, and then an, uh, a movie explosion and to be continued. And so that was uh, how we got this match. I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit more and go into the details of that one, but uh, the, really the mini movie, it, like these guys' long feud, obviously a sponsorship with White Castle, the restaurant, and uh, just wanting to have a match is how we got this match. Really weird, but um yeah that's where we're at but hopefully luckily the the match is i think going to be a lot better than uh the setup so yeah Whew. wcw yeah. 1993 and and i can tell you hey. what was going on the other channel wasn't much better yeah no kidding yep i don't know some of it's probably a sign of the times but i I just think wrestling's a lot better right now than it was. I mean, there's oh a there, there's a romanticism to some of this stuff, but I mean, you know, it's just you, you look at you know, you, you look at AEW, look at WWE, you look at TNA, you look at the, the the stuff that's being done now, and it's just you know, but the characters, I mean, these actual people, I think, are so much more interesting. Like they yeah, don't absolutely. make Jake Roberts anymore, they don't make Vader's anymore, and and some of that's probably a good thing, but. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we are at the two-hour, 25-minute mark of Super Brawl 3, Season 3, Episode 1 on Peacock. I don't know how much longer we're going to say that because, you know, yeah, who knows what's going to happen with this stuff. And, and maybe we'll I'm get into I'm that. Netflix soon, yeah. Sure. Maybe. We'll see. So two-hour, 25-minute mark, Super Brawl 3, Season 1, Episode 1 on Peacock. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. It's time for... The payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. All right, here we go. Surfer Sting. Yep. White hair. Got the the. I don't know what they call that. The 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 squared top that he had. Flat. Is top. there a name yep. for that? Just a flat oh, top. Okay. Just a flat top. Yep. So yep. flat top. Thing looks I, like I, a million bucks. I think the only reason I know that is because that's the line from Ghostbusters where they're at the end of the movie. He's like, aim for the flat top. And so that's uh, <laughs> that's what he's got. So, yeah. So, so, so Sting, I mean, I'm, I'm just observing this. I mean, Sting with like the colorful outfit. I mean, it's just like, you know, him and the Ultimate Warrior and, and Randy Savage. I mean, there's only a handful that like, you know, really had the different outfits each time. I mean, crazy colors and combinations. I mean, totally like 80s, early 90s. I mean, it's just awesome. You know, there weren't, I mean, it probably was cost a fortune to have new gear made literally for every event. I mean, maybe they'd wear the same stuff on like a house show loop, but, you know, look at this outfit Sting's wearing. He, he wasn't wearing it again on TV, I'd I guess. So just yeah. pretty, pretty wild, man. It's like, I, I just, you know, there's something to be said for like the standard gear and the consistency of it, the Hulk Hogan, right? But man, it, it's like having that wild different gear. I mean, it just adds an entire element to the character. And then you put in the face paint. And again, him and Warrior, man, just some iconic outfits over the years. I mean, that's why in a lot of ways, I, I prefer this version of Sting. Um, I just, the, the Crow Sting thing for me, and, and maybe this is like, you know, sacrilegious to say, but I just never did anything for me. Like I never really 
understood the character, cared. I think what they did building up the, you know, Starcade 97 was cool, but I don't, I just, it, it did nothing for me. Like, I mean, he's basically been the same character for what, 97 to 2023. Right. And I mean, I know yeah. there's been some wrinkles and some different elements, but like, even when he came back to AEW, I'm like, man, like do something different. Like, and I think that's been part of why I'm just like, I just, I'm indifferent to sting because there's not like it was unique when he came into WWE and did a couple matches, right? But at the same time, it's like do something different to it. Put put some different colors into it. I mean, I know you probably can't grow out a white flat top again, but like what can you do that's like interesting with this character? And I just feel like it's too um I just feel like it's been too bland for too long. And, you know, it's kind of just like rolling out the greatest hits. Like, you know, Chris Jericho, he's tried different stuff, different characters. I kind of prefer that to just coming out and doing the same thing. I know how you feel about Goldberg coming out and doing the same thing. Right. But it's just like, I, I like, I like when there's some different elements. I mean, I'm not a major Seth Rollins fan, but I like the fact that like, there's the different elephants, different outfits and different elements and doing different things and changing up the character. And, you know, even, even edge in AEW, it's the same shit, right? Like, I mean, even when he came back to WWE, I was like, why are you still calling yourself rated R superstar? You're, you're not a rated R. You were a rated R superstar when you were, you know, doing a sex scene with Lita in the middle of the ring on raw. Yeah. They don't even know where that's from anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're a 55 year old dude with two kids Two young daughters, like you're not the rated R superstar. Nothing about your character is rated R. So why are you coming back doing that? I didn't understand that, but sure, okay, it worked in WWE. Do it. Then he goes to AEW. He's the rated R superstar, Adam Copeland, with the same music. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why not like change up the character? Like, okay, maybe the gear is the same, but don't be rated R. Like, do some different stuff. Like, have a different element to it. I just. I don't understand that. Like, I just, I think it's lazy. Yeah. I think like for, for edge to go to AEW, he went there so he could stretch his creative muscles and wasn't doing whatever WWE told him. I get all that. Well then do it like evolve your character. Christian did. Right. So anyways, just, just my thought there, but yeah, I, I, I do think love this presentation thing. It's interesting though, because then you think to like Cody where it, the argument was like, you know, they're paying for the package. Like when he made his debut, that one, you know, and the music was the same and it, all the present. But to me, you're buying, you're buying the package in its prime. Yeah. Cody, That's you're right. in the absolute prime of your career. You're knocking the cover off the ball. Let's continue that on a bigger, newer stage. That's a lot different than, okay, Sting, you've been doing this character for 26 years now, 27 years now, 97 mm-hmm. to 2024. Yeah, and when Adam I think like, Copeland, you've been doing this character, this rated R superstar character for, I don't know. I mean, it hasn't been for all of 15, 20 years, but factoring in the retirement, you were doing it before, you're doing it after. So I've been seeing the rated R superstar for 20 years now. Yeah, and I think something like Jade, like I I question how many people really knew about like Jade Cargo before she came over. Like they yes, don't. She, and and, and yeah, that's the and, thing. Right. The internet doesn't understand. It's and I'm I'm gonna sound like an old man here, but like I didn't really know who Ric Flair was until he entered the WWF in nineteen ninety one. I didn't know who he was. I knew of him from the magazines. I had never seen a Ric Flair promo, right? I had never seen him on TV. I didn't know about I didn't know anything. Like you can't assume that everyone knows everything because oh, like 
oh, everyone on Twitter knows who Jade Cargill is. Yeah, but the nine-year-old at the WWE event doesn't. And they don't want it's horrible for it's horrible for optics if someone comes out and nobody knows who that is. Because then they look like they're not a star. And we've invested all this time and all this money into her, and we can't have her come out to nothing. That's why they brought her out of the car. That's why they had the face-off with Charlotte, so they could introduce this person to a new audience. It made a lot of sense. By the way, really good match so far. I mean, Vader's yeah. bumping around. They're both doing it. I mean, it, it's They're popping it really everything Sting does. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, and, were, were you going to say something about Jade? Uh, well, with that, I, I, a great debut, but also I, I think more so to your point, what you're just saying, like, did you see some of the online kind of discussion around like WWE needs to fix their entrance music? I, I know okay, Pat- I did. I, I, I've been, I've been kind of off tw- wrestling Twitter for, I'm kind of burned out right now. And, you know, everyone's a lawyer and a legal expert and, you know, yeah. a, a sexual assault expert and, you know, it's just it's. I, I actually call. I want to. I want to watch wrestling and be entertained. So, but so, the, the the concept of I've I've been bitching about this for years now. You make these like robotic, you know, machine uh, generated bup, 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 bup theme music. It's all stock music. Yeah, it's all stock music. It, it's not interesting. It doesn't distinguish itself. You know, it's like it's like uh, I I heard Vince like demanded that uh Seth do the burn it down to start his theme. Yeah. And I guess he didn't want to or he didn't like it at first. He, and had, then, he had him at it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he and then he's like, oh wow, that's good. Like that yep. that burn it down's iconic. Because after that, you know, like that, but that's what you you need that. Right. Yep. Or even like the the beginning of the shield music, right? Like you need that iconic. And then of yep. course, you know, CM Punk called a personality. One of my favorite entrance musics ever. Real American, one of my mm-hmm. favorite. I mean, Edge, phenomenal, right? You know, Randy Orton. So, like, all our favorite music, Shawn Michaels, right? Like, all Ooh, our boy. favorite music, and Vader bleeding pretty good, huh? Bad off his back, yeah. Well, oh, is that like coming from his back? Oh, okay, I didn't. I, yeah, I couldn't always hit him with through his straps. Yeah. Well, Got it. I okay. think with but all you understand what I'm saying. So, like, why yeah. are you making all this weird robotic music? Like, I mean, you know, uh, Bianca's got great music. Sasha had great music. Fresh, great music. Charlotte, well, obviously, what with are the Rick. Themes, what are the themes we remember? It's ones we can either sing along to or there's some kind yeah. of tone in it where we can engage with it. Like Cody, one of the loudest pops of any night is when they do the whoa like in, in his theme. I, I, like, think, I think a general rule of thumb should be every theme song can be sung to. Nakamura. Yeah phenomenal right oh yeah you know seth right now i mean jericho i mean get these music where it's like it's just you can just like imagine the you know uk crowd sing or the night after raw crowd singing along to it and the reason i got to make every theme that way i I was listening to pat mcafee after he was at the royal rumble because he was given some kind of he's got great music yeah, even he did. But he was saying he's like, he, uh, even oh. he, he, he was sitting there with Michael Cole. He's like, I had to watch the Jumbotron. I had to watch the Titantron because I had no clue who was coming out. Like, and so like, and he's right. Like there, there was a lot of the rumble and I think the men's hurt more than the women's. But I think because like, you just didn't know who it was. 
like it was crazy like lwo i don't know who the, some of that was or like some of the themes are just yeah. so like out there and so i do think it's an area that needs improvement i'm sure they're hearing it too um it got real loud on twitter there for a little while and kind of read it and stuff like that but yeah i think I, what i remember too my favorite one is uh, enzo and Cass. like when they were a big thing i remember one yeah. of the first weeks my brother actually who was like here you could buy their theme right here because it was a stock music like it, you know anybody could buy it i was watching some tv show and i heard somebody's theme too like it just like you know the, these little you know it just kind of it's weird and so and even i had to like double take and so yeah I, you know it, it, and, 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 and it's interesting because like wrestling fans will sing along to just about anything like even if the guy's not over like i remember um you know great examples uh ryback i mean yep. feed me more got super over and he trademarked right? like, it or I mean, whatever, it, like yeah, yeah. But it got like really over, and even during the match, feed me more. I mean, like you know, like it, this stuff gets over. Like even uh, Drew McIntyre with the sword. At first, I kind of thought it was hokey, and then I'm like, this is kind of badass, right? And the like the you know, but it's like iconic. And then the bagpipes, and you know, it's him. Like I, I well, and I, you need something spend more time getting that make it your goal to get that for everyone everyone should why can't everyone have an iconic entrance theme well you know and, and i know first, not all yeah. of them are going to be all-time greats but like yeah i mean dude cm punk coming out at, at survivor series you kidding me but that doesn't it's, happen if he doesn't have that music i don't care how over punk is if he doesn't have iconic music that within the first five seconds five seconds i mean yes not even Two seconds, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. And the gong hits. I know who's coming. Like, yeah. you sh like I was going to say five seconds and you're right. It, oh, you need to know. Dude, this that, match is fantastic, by the way. They're working a fast pace. They're in the ring because of the strap. A whole lot of this. Like, Vader, like, Sting is doing some moves. He did, like, he did, like, a high drop kick, too. Like, a standing drop kick to Vader. Like, and, like, Vader's even flying all over the place on this one, too. So, these guys just beating the hell out of each other. Yeah, both. I, yeah. I think Vader's, again, the the, the magic of rest, bleeding and wrestling. Vader's not bleeding off his back anymore, it doesn't look like. But maybe a little bit there. But Sting is not yet. And so, Harley Race got involved a little bit there, too. He's on the outside with vader and so yeah so vader just kind of kind of manhandled and sting at this point yeah so i want to talk a little bit more about this match of course though and kind of how we got here so yeah so this was a mini movie that got put out it started with actually sting in a helicopter trying to or trying to find vader because sting had gotten a i say invitation from vader that said please come to a pre it was a pre super or super brawl party at my white castle of fear and so Sting couldn't find the the castle, so then of course, then the helicopter pilot was like, "There it is," and all it is is like a cave in a mountain, like, and it was literally they're flying over mountains. They've got like B roll footage and all this other stuff, and so really weird, like just kind of stuff. And then of course he tricks Sting, so then they get into the he gets into this cave, and then he's you know with with Vader and you know these like women, and it's just really weird. And so, but it ends though, like I said, with um. You know, they're, they're having this tug of war with the rope and then they're both pulling it and then just this movie explosion and then uh, to be continued. And so just 
Uh, yeah, as weird as it was, as weird as the kind of product placement is, like, I don't mind this. Like, I, it does make wrestling a little weird, but at the same time, like, oh, Vader messing up there, trying to climb through the ropes <laughs> with the strap has got to go up the other way. I was yeah. wondering if he'd figure that out. <laughs> yeah, he figured it out. Yeah, he, he, had, he had it messed up a little bit there, but he got he, I, he That was the long way to get to the second rope. Um, this is like the fifth the time Vader's been on, on, on the ropes. Oh, yeah. Got him dropped there. But yeah, I don't mind. Like I said, like give me some of this stuff isn't bad. It's, it, it harkens back to like, you know, even like Undertaker's last match or you get something like, you know, the final deletion where you're telling a little bit of a story. Like, I don't mind this. I actually think that if we I think we're going to start seeing more of this, um, especially with Kevin Dunn gone. I think that with like we're going to see some different like, you know, production type things happening. There's been a lot more. I, I I've liked since they were doing it, but these like behind the, you know, the, the walk and talks uh, that they've been doing like in backstage. I think that's all really good. I think just, well, I heard, and I heard Netflix, yeah. uh, they, I, someone said something somewhere that, you know, with, with the Netflix raw deal, you're going to start to get more reality presentation of people. Yeah. Yep. Which, I can absolutely see that. I argue, I mean, like, the Drew McIntyre character, eh, whatever. But when I saw him quit, show up at a random indie show in Scotland, work his way back up, learn yep. the backstory on all the sacrifices he made, now I care about the guy. And I, and I think overall, WWE has done a horrendous job of telling the story of... It's like we as fans have to seek this out we have to listen to a guy on a podcast tell his story and then you're like holy shit like i i you know the seth rollins character i actually don't like but everything i've heard of the actual dude i actually really like i think he's a really really good likable person yeah and, and so i like him for that reason roman reigns i mean he just seems cool as shit like, he seems like a good dude. He's got a bunch of kids. He's a family man. You know, he doesn't want to be on the road all the time. He seems like a fucking choir boy. Like, hey, I like Royal, the guy. He, he did a Make-A-Wish kid at Royal Rumble. Did you see that video? The or kid holding his... The yeah. kid, yes, the kid was holding on like 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 Roman was walking to a boxing match, holding on. I mean, I, I got like a little tear in my eye, like yeah. watching that. The Make-A-Wish kid holding on to him and and that's when i it's funny i my comment to that uh on twitter was this guy's going to be the biggest baby face in the world whenever he wants meaning whatever they or he or wh how whatever whenever the decision is made to make him a baby face okay mm -hmm. he is going to be the biggest baby face in the company he will be a bigger baby face than cm punk he will be a bigger baby face than cody i promise you 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 think cody is a baby face he will be bigger. I, I, I promise. He, he will be a bigger baby face than John Cena was. I'm telling you, this guy is going to be Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, you name it, whenever they decide to pull the trigger on him. And it's, it's, gonna, it's not going to be hard to do. Bloodline can beat the shit out of him and put him on the shelf. You can do a double turn with somebody. I mean, hell, I'm not suggesting it. You could, you could double turn Cody and Roman at WrestleMania if you wanted to. Because I, I don't, I actually, I don't, I mean, I think they're going to end up doing the John Cena thing with Cody and he's going to be a baby face forever and it's going to kind of get old, but he's going to sell so much merch and be such a good ambassador for the company that they're probably going to keep him a baby face forever. But I think it's going to kind of get stale. 
especially with guys our age. So I think you could turn him. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe they will punk. He's going to be a heel at some point. Right. But you, you probably have a, a good 12 month run of him as a, huge baby face coming off the injury, blah, blah, blah. So run, run, let that run its course and then turn him heel. But at some point, Ooh, that was big, awesome. Big wow. rolling kick there from Sting to Vader. Man, this, kind of man, this match is good. Man, this match is into it. Yep. fantastic. Got to watch this match. Well, and I, um, and I but you, you road understand road. what I'm saying? I mean, yes. th- th- change his music, change the presentation, ditch Paul Heyman, let him talk for himself, make him, you know, Superman baby face. I'm telling you, he could have another three-year title run as a baby face if you really wanted to. Ooh, he, he's going to be that good. I mean, he's going to be awesome. Giant uh, release suplex there from Sting to Vader overhead. Yeah, well, and so, which, which and- is which is the argument of why you should have made John Cena heel because if yeah. you would have, I mean, you know, you had you had what twenty years of this guy on top, right? So it's like take take two years. Make Cena a heel. Go, go run every match back with him as a heel instead of a baby face. You know the the Ortons, the Punks, the Edges. You know you run run him back as a heel against all his rivals, Batista. Then you make him a baby, and he would have been a huge baby face. So, anyways, I I, well, I, I, I cannot wait for that. I've got on our list. So, as a fatal, I say it was not a fatal four way, but it was from the fatal four way pay per view in 2010. I have a Drew McIntyre and Kofi Kingston match on our list for the future here. And so, this was like Drew does not look anything like he looked then. And so, yeah. this was the baby. So, and I wanted to go back to that. So, spoiler, get to, eventually we will get to that one. But yeah, I'm with you. But also, I remember too, going back to the music, wait, what was an argument when Roman kept coming out to the Shield music and then they did change his? music and the whole presentation changed and like it was absolutely worth it and so yeah well sting's got vader up on his shoulders jesus he, he's had him on his shoulders him. for 20 seconds he's, he's carrying him by one leg he's walking him around the room vader's kind oh, of oh, 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 I, I i forgot i forgot about the whole strap match stipulation they really haven't touched the corners at all have yeah, they yeah you have to touch the four corners yeah that, that was yeah i forgot about this okay so he's so this is he's re- going for the fourth corner now and the ref the ref got out. it, but the ref didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, Sting definitely bleeding Sting's out bleeding too. too. This is yeah. this is like, dude. This is one of the better matches we've watched in a long the, time. The ring's pretty. Bl- or it's oh, I think the Vader blade job. Maybe yeah, it looks like he's dripping there. Yep. And hey, so, before 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 I forget, I wanted to share the top strap matches of all time. Oh yeah, please. if I if I if I share it next week, it's going to be kind of. Not relevant. We're running low on time. Yeah, <laughs> so, go for it. Yeah, yeah, I know. And there's other stuff we can get to. So I'm going to run through. I'm going through the top 13 ever. I'm starting with 13, and I'll work my way to one. Uh, Extreme Rules 2010, JTG, JTG versus Shad Gaspard. Uh, 12, Seamus Mark Henry, Extreme Rules 2013. Uh, Orton Dusty Rhodes, Great American Bash 2007. Put that on our list immediately. Orton, mm-hmm. Dusty Rhodes, Great American Bash 2007. Uh, McIntyre, Carrying Cross 2022, Extreme Rules. Dusty Rhodes, Billy Graham 1978. Uh, yep. Cena and Rusev, a Russian chain match, Extreme Rules 2015. Punk Umaga 2009. Lesnar, Undertaker, Biker Chain Match, No Mercy 2003. 
Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes 2020 takeover. I remember that one, yep. Number four, Fiend Daniel, Daniel Bryan 2020 Royal Rumble. Man, look at Vader. Covered in blood, yep. Covered in blood, wins the Get, match. Getting the win, yeah. Bullshit finish. Place place all standing up going nuts, and you're going to get the happy ending because Sting's going to beat the hell out of him. Number three, Guerrero JBL, Great American Bash 2004. Yep, I remember that one. Yep. Number two, Rock Triple H, Fully Loaded 1999. Yep. And your top one ever. This, so this match didn't even make the list, which is absurd. Um, your top one ever, Austin Savio Vega, In Your House, Beware a Dog. Savio Vega. All right. So kind of kind of a kind of a bullshit list. Um here I'm going to pull up one I got one more for you real quick. I'm going to give you five of them and then we'll we'll get to the aftermath. Um Piper Valentine at Starcade. Yep. Sting Vader, the match we just covered. Uh Austin Savio Vega again. Rock Triple H again. And then Guerrero JBL again. So, yeah, some interesting mm. matches. All right, yep. let's get to the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. So what would you think of this? That was, it, I would definitely, one, I don't know how this match was left off of that one list you have. But then also, like, this is, like, this definitely exceeded what I expected. Like, it was bloody. It was stiff. It was, like, the rope. That like actually kind of made sense. It didn't take away from like other than like Vader forgetting how to climb the ropes. But I would they worked around him. it really well. I like yeah, I, when when I saw strap matches, it's like eh. yeah, this was fantastic. It, yeah, absolutely. And so I, I think this just really exceeded what I thought it could have been. And so um, with that though, so Vader he actually uh, ended up losing the championship to Sting, but then uh, less than a week later got it back after this. Um, he then uh, got into it with Mick Foley a little bit. He was cactus jacket this time, them having a match. And then of course them having their big match on the concrete or the, the concrete floor, kind of the severe bleeding from their, their matches, like just their, that they're absolutely just, just violent matches. There's no other way to put it. And so, uh, so them few, a little bit at that point and then sting on the flip side here of course um he actually so when he did win that belt back it was in london and then he lost it in ireland and so uh that's how that one kind of played out uh he then started teaming up with davy boy smith uh they actually beat vader and sid vicious it was beach blast uh it was uh again another mini movie with that one where they blew up sting's boat i need to go back and rewatch that one i forgot about that but yeah so um and so and then sting he was actually uh getting into it um because or flair returning at this point too from wwfe um and then he actually um uh that was after uh winning the title or you know over vader at starcade at the end of the year so just they these guys kept going at it like you know the stories continued and stuff like that like it just, it just really good stuff overall so um in 1993 sting was four on the pwi and vader was two uh this was actually like so fairly close that this was the match of the night but we're getting 146 votes on the observer but 121 went to the benoit two cold scorpio match and so and then 
a, a three seventies for some other matches. So just overall, really good stuff. Uh, Meltzer on this one. Super Brawl was one of the best pay-per-view shows. Vader Sting was fantastic and the best strap match I've ever seen. These two are working the best series of matches since Flair's Steamboat, and they may even be surpassing those classics. All three of their pay-per-view matches have been different, unlike most programs, four and a quarter stars. So, Tom, what are you feeling on this one? You, I think you've already gotten an idea how I feel. I, I think this match was phenomenal. I think that they worked the gimmick well. Uh, just phenomenal. Um, it's a great, great, great main event in, in my mind. I mean, just A+. plus. So you want my payoff score? Of course. Yeah, man, I'm going to put this at an 8. Okay. I, I, yep. I, I think it was that good. I, I just... I love the match. I, I I think it was about as it's one of the best matches we've covered in a long time. Just really, really fantastic. So yeah. I have it in eight. Um, how about you? I, I was actually at a nine. Like, and so I'm, okay, there I you think go. It was that I think it was that good. Like, it's crazy. Um, but I think that like just overall, like this was one that like I would tell people to go watch this one if you can get over the blood. But at the same time, like it it made sense because they're literally fighting with a strap, and so um, you know it, you couldn't not do that. And so uh, yeah, I just think that this was one that like the, the in ring action was good. Like I said, sometimes you just need a little. You, you just need a little nonsense in your or you know a little a little magic in your wrestling and this is what this was like who cares that it was a bad mini movie ahead of time like it still worked really well and so i was a fan so yeah i just think that you know no reason to not enjoy this and you know have fun with it so yeah really fun one good good yeah. job finding this i did not know of this match or yeah, um, we got I, we, we got some more deep cuts coming up in the following weeks, especially with our build up to WrestleMania. As we got, to, what do we got here? We got we still got a little bit of time here, but uh, uh, by the end of March, the end of next month, we will be fully in the uh, WrestleMania season. And then most of March is uh, or most of uh, April is. Uh, yeah, WrestleMania season. But yeah, next week we're going to go back to NXT. And then after that, uh, I guess with how good this match was, I had to include just a shitty one. And so uh, in two weeks, we got uh, Hogan and Savage in the Alliance to end Hulkamania, which is going to just be awful. I'm not, I'm not I'm not even looking forward to it, but I'm super excited for it, too. So, um, yeah, so some good stuff coming up here. But yeah, I do want to remind everybody, too, of course, our sponsors here at the payoff. Don't forget about Manscaped.com using that promo code payoff. It's getting you 20 percent off normally. You might only get 10, 15. So make sure to use our code in the store, everything in the store. There's new stuff coming out all the time, especially now that the weather's getting a little bit nicer. Um, you want to look your best. You want to feel your best. It doesn't matter if you're covered up. It's your balls. It doesn't matter if it's your face. You know, you're, you want to trim up that beard from the winter beard, whatever you're looking for at manscaped.com. Use that promo code payoff. It's getting you 20% off. And of course, don't forget that free shipping as well. So um, yeah, with that, Tom, let's send them home happy. Great episode. Really enjoyed it. Um, we got a couple couple good ones coming up too. Uh, you, you did a good job with the schedule, man. I, it's just it, it still blows my mind how many like hundreds and, and I guess thousands of really interesting wrestling matches are out there. Obviously, some of them are infamous, and, and we got one of those coming up in two weeks. But um, yeah. yeah, just just really fun. So great uh, great job. Appreciate everyone listening, and we'll see you next week on an all new episode of. Okay.